Welcome to Hidden Secrets to Health. Welcome to Hidden Secrets to Health with Christina Cole. When you realize that each and every lifestyle choice you make generally has a direct effect on your health, wouldn't you want to influence that outcome? On this program, you'll learn how to uncover the secrets that your body tells you and learn how even small lifestyle changes can mean big rewards with your health. And now, here's your host, Christina Cole. Welcome to Hidden Secrets to Health. This is Christina Cole. I am a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and a certified health coach. And one of the reasons that I do this show is to share things that I have learned in my own health journey. And one of the things that I personally suffered from is what um, I cheekily call mummy tummy, which means that I just continued to look pregnant after pregnancy. And um, when I went to do a recording for the Natural Living app, which is this amazing health practitioner app that's brand new, uh, I met today's guest, Jolene Lemke, who is a life coach. And she was talking about diastasis recti, what it is and how it impacts your body and how it impacts you emotionally. So I was so excited to see someone talking about like this little hidden trauma that many mothers experience. And so I'd love to share what Jolene has learned and kind of how her journey began and how she started sharing um, both what this is and also the impacts you have on you emotionally um, and what she does as a life coach. So welcome, Jolene. Hi, thank you, Christina, for having me. I am excited to be here. Um, statistically, actually, one out of three women will have this condition, but it's often not diagnosed. So it's great that we're able to share it with everyone. Yeah, I'm really excited because I know for me, um, I found out through my own research after having a second child and a second C-section and was miserable because I could not get my body back. And um, I just didn't know what was wrong with me. I was like, why won't this go away? Like I'm doing all these different exercises, I'm dieting, I'm this, I'm that. And um, it did take a big emotional toll on me. I definitely think that I had um, postpartum depression and, and a, part, a big part of it was having um, diastasis recti. And I can tell you that um, no one at the gym or any of the exercise facilities that I was going to had any idea what this was. Um, when I went to um, the OB, they didn't know what this was. Um, it just seemed like this something was wrong with me with my abdominal muscles, but nobody knew what it was. And so what happened was I would like be doing a plank and it looked like a mountain was growing out of my belly, heading towards the floor instead of the opposite direction, which was the, you know, it's like pull in your, pull in your abs. I'm like, that is me pulling in my abs. They're going the wrong direction. That is true. I mean, that was kind of my journey as well. Um, So I'm a mom of two boys, wonderfully. Um, I had two C-sections. The first one was emergency and the second one was planned. But um, you have a higher risk when you have C-sections to have diastasis recti as well. And um, so I did have it and 
for me, I started exercising. I was released by the doctor to exercise. Nobody checked for it. And mine started with having internal like tearing and pulling sensations and internal itching. And I would, it was, I was going to the doctor. um, And what's funny is, is I never went to the doctor until this year or that year that I noticed this. And I went four different times, four different doctors, and they all thought I was crazy. Um, They would give me advice like, just don't exercise. Uh, One said it was in my head, asked me if I had a mental condition. Um, Wow. Yeah. That feels good. That sent me leaving like the emotional toll. I mean, I left crying because a doctor's telling me I have a mental condition. And uh, another one told me to try different lotions or soaps the itching part of it, but nobody addressed what was going on. And they ran tests and they couldn't see uh, the anything incorrect. Mm-hmm. And so the tests usually don't show diastasis recti. Um, the CAT scan did show a little bit of a hernia, but at the time it was missed. And so that wasn't even diagnosed until five years after I'd already known I had diastasis recti. Wow. And, uh, that was the most frustrating part is it was a five-year journey for me to really figure out what was going on. And probably the most uncomfortable part was when I actually felt my abdominal wall collapse while trying to do a sit-up because, you know, I was told that I was okay to exercise and it wasn't. And then trying to figure out what was okay to do and what was safe to do. It was such a, um, long process, but now I have all that information and I want to share it with people. I don't want a new mom to go through what I went through. And I don't want women that are out there frustrated because they've done diet, they've done exercise and everything else is toning up and they're looking great, except their belly still looks like they're three months pregnant. And or somebody asked them, when are you expecting that? Yes. That is the worst. Please. I've had all of those. I've had, <laughs> I've had all of those. No, I've had all of those. So um, I will never forget that I had been going to a bar studio, which I love. And so everything was getting toned, but not, but not my stomach. Mm-hmm. And um, I was standing in the hallway of a corporate office and, and this um, executive yells, yells down the hall, Christina. Sometimes you don't even look pregnant. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, that's great. I'm glad to know that some of the time I actually don't look pregnant because I'm not. And I just like walked into my office and I was just mortified. And I was also so depressed, right? I was so just like took everything to not just go in my office and start crying because I thought I'm doing everything. I'm doing everything and I still look pregnant. And I had someone else who, you know, I was like, I was in a pool with my kids and a friend came over and she's like, oh, when are you having your third? And I, I, and this was like two years after sort of trying to work on everything. And so um, it was, it's really challenging for anyone out there who is trying to figure out what is going on with my tummy? Like, why, why are all my friends that just had babies, their stomachs are flat again, or relatively flat, or at least their whole body's like in the same condition versus somebody who like everything else is toned. And so you look like you have this little three month baby bump and it's like, it never goes away. 
Yeah. And if you're doing the incorrect exercises, it's actually pushing it out more. So you're actually not healing it, but making it worse. And that is probably one of the most frustrating parts is the education or the lack of education in this. I mean, you're going to gyms and they're telling you, oh, yeah, just keep doing your sit-ups or your planks. Well, no, if you have this condition, those are not what you need to be doing. It's right. going to make it worse. So what should you be doing? What's what what exercises should you avoid? Let's start there. And then what what are like two or three exercises you should do to start repairing? Um, so the exercises that you want to avoid are the sit-ups, planks, everything that we're told that we should be doing to get that flat ab is pretty much what you want to be avoiding. Including so the top layer of muscles, right? <clears throat> Excuse me, the top layer of your muscles, because you have to start working under. Yes, you're, what we start with is working the transverse muscles, um, which are the ones underneath. And a lot of those are done through um, core strength and pelvic floor, but it's modified exercises. You can't just do, oh, it's a core strength exercise, so I can do it. No, we need to be doing the correct ones. And I always recommend my clients to first start with breathing. Breathing exercises are very simple. Anyone can do it. It takes you maybe five minutes, if even that, a day. And it, you, you can start seeing the results of activating those muscles that need to be in to help support um, the healing of the diastasis recti. Right. And like kegels, you know, you're told to do that during pregnancy. And part of that is because it makes the uh, birthing process easier, better. You have more strength to push a baby out. Well, when you have a C-section, you're obviously, you don't, you still should be doing your kegels, but you're not pushing a baby out. And so you're not really taught to continue to do them post-pregnancy but it's one of the most important times to do it because that's how you start pulling those abs back together. Correct. Correct. And there, um, there's other things that go on with post-pregnancy. So you may not have diastasis recti, but there are a lot of women that don't maintain the Kegels or working those pelvic floor and they end up with prolapsed uterus and other conditions that can happen. And they don't understand why. Well, it's because we're not continuing to strengthen our pelvic floor as women. We as women are designed to have that pelvic floor as a support for everything else. And we need to work on that um, to one, to prevent diastasis recti or help heal it. Two, to prevent prolapsed uterus. Uh, the other thing that can happen um, or the symptoms that usually go along with that is some women have pain during sex. And mm -hmm. I know a lot of people don't like to talk about it, but it is a reality. Right. Uh, women, I mean, you're sneezing or you're laughing and you feel a little tinkle and you go, oh, my gosh, this is so embarrassing. Why did this happen? Well, it, your pelvic floor is not strengthened. And right. Like when people like uh, at um, the exercise studio I go to. And they are like, I don't do put, I don't do jumping jacks anymore because every time I do, I pee a little, not me because I've been doing my kegels. <laughs> Good job. However, however yeah. I have you had people that, tell me that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And these are things that women don't, it's embarrassing to talk about sometimes, 
But the reality is, is rather than talking about what's going on, let's talk about how we can fix it right. through exercise and the correct exercise and the education mm-hmm. of that correct exercise. Yeah, um, I think having this be more public and then having um, studios know how to help women exercise for this. So for me, I had my first child C-section. She was um, breech. So her head was right underneath my rib cage. And so my ab separation literally started at the very top of my abdominal muscle wall. And I had eight pound babies <laughs> and a short torso. Nothing was, and I was old. So nothing was going in my favor, right? And so I, my, um, my diastasis recti was basically my entire abdominal wall. So what is like, how would somebody know that they, if they have this? Because I will tell you what mine was when I found out through Dr. Google. (laughs) Dr. Google. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Diastasis recti definition-wise is defined as a gap 2.7 centimeters greater between the two sides of your rectus abdominis muscles. That's the definition, but for me, I like to keep it simple. Basically, your your six-pack muscles, they have this gap that you can fill, and Some gaps take from like below the rib cage all the way down. Others are just around the belly button. Some are just below the belly button. Some are just above the belly button. Um, All of that comes into play on how your body is, how the pregnancy went. And although diastasis doesn't just happen to post-pregnancy women, it can occur for other reasons. Uh, I only work with post-pregnancy women just because it's my passion. I love to help them and educate them. So the way to check it is basically you're going to lie on the floor and you're going to lie like in a sit-up position. So your knees are going to be bent, your feet flat on the floor, you're lying down, and you're going to find your belly button with your two, three fingers, whatever you want to check. And then you're going to try to begin to sit up, but don't do a full sit-up. You just have to crunch up just a little bit or kind of basically lift your neck and a little bit of your shoulders. And you're going to fill, if you have diastasis, you're going to fill this gap or this indent. And your fingers are going to kind of go down. And then you can turn your fingers and you can count how many fingers wide it is. Two, three. Mine was a four-finger gap. And mine ran above my belly button and it ran below my belly button. Mm -hmm. And that's how you check it. And once you do know that you have it, The first thing that I always recommend is you don't ever want to do a sit up. Like even when you're getting out of bed, you want to roll to the side and then lift yourself up on the side Mm -hmm. because any way that you can help not create more trauma or stress to those muscles is the best way to begin laying it heal. Right. And then finding someone who can help you. Um, do the right exercises because I, I did everything wrong before I learned out how to do things correct. So I already had a bad separation and I made it worse because I didn't know that's what was wrong. I just, I, you know, it's sort of like when you have, when you, for me as a um, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, a lot of times when I have someone come in and I'm like, so what supplements are you taking? 
and they have everything that they've seen on on Facebook and Amazon and and um, whatever blog they they have a whole they've thrown the kitchen sink at their what how they're feeling trying to feel better and so I kind of did the same thing with this like okay I'm gonna try this exercise and I'm gonna try that exercise and you know and I was doing sit-ups and I was doing I was so frustrated and I was like I'm gonna make this stomach go away and yeah. instead I was just growing it worse and then I had a second child and he was a big boy and so like I didn't fix myself after the first kid because I didn't know. And then I made it worse with my second pregnancy and all the exercises that I did in between. And so it wasn't until I was just like, there's got to be something else going on. There's got to be an answer to what's happening. I can't be the only person that is experiencing this. And so, um, I started Googling like, um, you know, pregnant belly, post-pregnancy. Um, what do I do? How do I, how do I address this? And then, you know, there's different YouTube videos that I found and there's a few people that have got um, exercise programs that um, start taking you through it. But one of the things that I think is super important is having the emotional support because, um, when you feel like you're the only person this is happening to, it is um, traumatic. And I had recently moved to Sacramento. I didn't have a network of friends. I had a two-year-old and a baby and a pregnant belly <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't going away. And um, having some type of a support system and an accountability partner that was going to help me work through this was would have been really ideal. So when we go to break, when we come back, I'm going to, um, I want to share what you're doing to help people. And I'm going to tell you where, what, what, when I figured out what I had, how bad mine was. And then I want to talk about how do we get this to be more mainstream and have more doctors know what this is and have better recourse because, uh, I know we both opted for procedures to help with our repair. So we'll be back from our break. We're going to touch on these fantastic topics. Sounds good. Thanks. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in to The Wellness Connection for the latest and most comprehensive information about health and wellness topics. From natural health and green living to regulation, political views, and legislation. Each week, hosts Peter McCarthy and Radia Gleese interview renowned experts who will answer questions and provide the keys to your better health and better life. 
listen for the Wellness Connection live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and Noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Hidden Secrets to Health. To reach our show today, call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at christinacole.com. Now back to Hidden Secrets to Health. Welcome back to Hidden Secrets to Health. I'm your host, Christina Cole, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and certified health coach. And we are speaking with Jolene Lemke, a life coach, who um, really brings a lot to the table when it comes to diastasis recti, the emotional toll this takes on women and how we start to get this more out into the public. So before a break, we were talking about how you know whether or not you have diastasis recti, um, some exercises to avoid, some exercises to start doing. And Jolene shared, you know, how she found out what her um, sort of separation was. So when I finally found out what it was that I had, why I continued to have this pregnant belly. And I did the test. I could put my entire fist <laughs> in between my ab separation. I don't have big hands, but I was then kind of freaking out that if I could fit my entire fist between my abs, that meant that my entire GI tract, my stomach, all of those things were completely unprotected. That's the purpose of those muscles, right? Is to protect your innards. And I had no protection. And so when I went to the doctor and I said, you know, I looked this up on the internet, which I know they all love to hear, but they weren't telling me. So I had to get it from somewhere. I'm like, when I looked this up, this is what I have. And they're like, I've never heard of that. And I just thought, how could you have never heard of this? Like, it just blew my mind that you never heard of this. And, and so then I was like, well, but I don't, so I have no, you know, protection of my abdominal area. Like, what if I get into a car accident? I have two babies now. I have two little kids. Like I am completely exposed. And if anything happens, if I get any type of injury, 
it's going straight into my stomach, my GI tract, my liver, my kidneys, whatever, because there's no protection there. And it just was sort of like, hmm, oh, well, that's, that's your problem kind of a thing. And I just, so it really surprised me. And I thought there would be some type of medical coverage to repair this, but there's not because it's, it medically doesn't exist. Somehow. Yeah. So when I discovered that I had it, I went to my OB, which actually was the only doctor that even began to try to figure out what was going on with my body. And she did discover that I had scar tissue, six strands of scar tissue attached from my abdominal wall to my bowel. So I thought, oh, great. She'll help me with this. And she informed me it was never trained in her medical teaching. She herself had to Google what it was and how to test for it before my appointment. Wow. (laughs) And then she confirmed that I did have it. And then she said, now here's the bad news. Insurance doesn't cover it. It's considered cosmetic because it doesn't create a health issue. Well, it does. I had a hernia that formed because they were separated and they weren't functioning correctly like the way that they're supposed to. You babies are actually born with our abdominal muscles. We are all born with our abdominal muscles a little bit separated. But by the age two, they come together and they begin functioning normally. But with post-pregnancy, what happens is, is that abdominal wall separates to make room for our wonderful babies that we love. And when we deliver them, eventually those abdominal muscles are supposed to come back together again. But it's not happening. In fact, it's not happening one out of every three women, but they don't even know what happens. Yeah, you don't know. You just, you just, it's, you feel like this is just, it's sort of, uh, I'll use the medical analogy of like, well, my family has, is, is prone to being diabetic. So I am genetically disposed to being t- diabetic. So eventually I'm going to be a type two diabetic because that's just my lot. Well, that's not the case. That's not true. We've sort of been trained to think that, but your lab work will actually tell you if you're becoming insulin resistant over a 10 year period and you can make lifestyle changes that will prevent you from, from kind of triggering that gene, if you will. And so that's kind of the same thing with diastasis recti. There are certain things that make you more prone to having this condition and there are exercises you can do beforehand if you fit into that category. And there are obviously exercises you should be doing afterwards when it has happened to you. And so having this education around it is super important. I also got a hernia and, and it was from the same thing. And it was kind of a combination, right? Because I had this massive ab separation Mm-hmm. And when I started doing the correct exercises, I pulled it in considerably. So I went from a fist to like two fingers. And, but I had done all these exercises I wasn't supposed to do. And so I ended up having a herniated belly button. And um, I would be doing exercises and I could feel it. And it would hurt sometimes. And um, so I went to the doctor for that. And they did an ultrasound and they, you know, like pushed and poked and prodded to see if they couldn't just pop back through. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and they couldn't. So then they, uh, so then I could have surgery and fix 
the herniated belly button. Now it wasn't going to fix my diastasis recti because I would have to go see a plastic surgeon for that. Yes. And so I went to um, this really great surgeon and he was very empathetic and he said, I totally know what you have. I see it when I fix other people. And he's like, and I will patch as much of you as I can. But if you really want to have what would be considered a tummy tuck, you need to go to see a plastic surgeon. So I, um, I opted to, I had to get the, the herniated belly button fixed because it was like either elect to do it and have it done well or wait until it became strangled and died off and then go to the emergency room and have um, a quick and dirty <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> surgery, which would look so pretty. So I elected to have that done and um, it was sort of my mental compromise. Um, but I mean, I still, you know, I'm like, hmm, I still think like, should I do the full tummy tuck because it isn't completely fixed. I do do the exercises, but I did a lot of, I, I was bad to start with. I did a lot of wrong things and I'm not a spring chicken. <laughs> so for me, with my exercises that I found that were safe, that worked, I went from the four finger gap down to two fingers through the exercises but I still had the hernia that now five years later they've discovered, which it was Crazy. five years that they could have seen it, but yeah. get it. And I had been so emotionally frustrated and drained through this whole process of being called. Basically it's in my head, mental um, and everything else and having to do all this research on my own because and there's programs out there that say, oh, yeah, we can do diastasis. You can buy this band for your belly. I did them all. I tried them all because I wanted to avoid surgery. Surgery was my last resort because your body takes two years to fully heal from it. Mm -hmm. And if we can, for me, if I can do it naturally, I will. So I did everything in my power to avoid surgery. But it finally came down to the point of, for my mental sanity, <laughs> yes. for my um, health benefit, because I couldn't do normal functions, like even swimming. I couldn't swim with my children and show them how to, you know, hit the back end of the swimming pool and flip because I would feel my abdominal wall collapse. So there were things that I couldn't do. And as a mom, you want to be able to do everything with your children. You want to teach them. You want to do the sports. And it prevented me from being the mom that I wanted to be. And yeah. so my husband and I elected for me to go ahead and have the hernia repaired the same time as I went ahead and did a tummy tuck. And what's funny is, is I just recently joined a diastasis group on Facebook and I was kicked off because I informed them that at the end of my whole journey, I had a tummy tuck. They were adamant that that, uh, Facebook group needed to be completely natural. And that's what I love about my life coaching is I'm going to not just be the natural person, but I'm also going to support you if, at the, you know, your journey ends with, hey, I just need surgery. We're going to figure it out together. 
I'm going to be that emotional support for you because I know what it's like to sit there and cry and have those days of frustration of, you know, what is going wrong with me or why won't the doctors help me? Right. That's really frustrating when you're going in pain to see a doctor and they're not helping you. Absolutely. Um, So that's part of what I offer is let's figure this out together. And I believe that each person knows what's best for themselves. And yeah, the surgery was expensive, but miraculously God provided the funds for me to have it all. Like it was like literally within a month of us making the decision, we ended up getting the full amount to pay for it. And it was totally crazy, but it was a miracle. So For me, the surgery, I'm eight months post-op and I have no internal itching. I have no tearing or pulling. Um, In fact, the plastic surgeon keeps telling me, you need to really start exercising. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) you know, like I don't have any, uh, you know, side effects from everything. And so I'm pushing myself to do more of those exercises. But um, the biggest praise is really that the energy level. When your body is not functioning correctly, it's working so much to try to repair what's going on that your energy level is down. And I did not realize how much having the DR and the hernia and everything else going on, including the emotional, was impacting my um, energy level to be able to just really function. And now I have this energy that I haven't had in what, six years? And mm-hmm. it's amazing. I'm, I feel like myself again. I feel like I'm able to function with my kids. Like the other day, they wanted to go sledding and play in the snow. I was mm-hmm. able to do that. I, there wasn't like, oh, is this safe for me to do? Is it not right. safe for me to do? Should I just maybe not do it? No, we're, we're able to just go and do fun stuff together, go skiing and just have fun as a mom and with her kids and engage with them. Yeah, it's really true. Cause I was just in, um, the, the kids had a, had a break. And so we went skiing in Tahoe while well, I snowboarding skiing, but I will tell you that because I, I, um, haven't completely repaired my DR. Um, I leaned, I was getting up on my board and I went forward. A lot of times I just, flip over and and stand up backwards, right? But I went forward, which is something I could do before having kids. And I felt the, the, I don't know how to describe it, a pull in my abs up at the top, right? Because that's where I still struggle is that that kind of that top point right below my, I'm touching it, but you can't see me. (laughs) Right below my, um, my rib cage. And I was like, oh, uh oh, right? Like, and then I'm fine, but I always I'm stay crunched over for a minute. Like, oh, and I felt it in exercise classes before and stuff too, where I have just done something in just the wrong way. And so I'm super susceptible to um, having an have having an ab injury, really, like doing something where it's like, you know, like, I don't know what's happening in there. Am I twisting it? Am I know what's happening and that seems like a health risk to me that seems like something that should be known in the medical field and it should be something that you're not penalized for having 
which is when I feel like when they say that you have to have a cosmetic surgery, it's an elective surgery, you're doing it for vanity and not doing it for a medical necessity. But uh, And I firmly, having had DR, having it, it is a medical necessity. You could certainly try to repair it um, naturally. And I think depending on how bad it is, is how feasible that is. And I, yeah, how you're young you are. At it as, um, you're looking at it as an emotional. So they have discovered that women that have um, breast cancer, it was creating a emotional issue for them not to have insurance cover the reconstruction of it, of the breasts. Right. And I really feel that diastasis recti creates that much of an emotional issue if you're having trouble with function and the hernia and everything else going on, that it should be covered just alone on that factor. If you do have tried everything exercise wise, you know, I don't think that they should just go to surgery immediately. Right. You know, like a lot of times people that lose weight, they have to show proof that they're doing things that the doctors ask them to do before they're just going to, you know, give them the belly band or whatever. Right. Reduce weight. And it's kind of the same thing, but they, they do need to come up with a way of realizing that there are some times that it is medically necessary. And And I also think it's really important for, for women to support each other and, and, um, and be supportive of each other's journey. And so if you only, if you think things can only go one way, then you start alienating people. And I have this conversation often on a variety of different topics. I feel like it's a problem in America that we do left or right, yes or no, instead of finding that middle ground. And um, divided we fall. I believe that's a very true statement. And I feel like we are sort of creating a lot of division instead of a lot of community. So we'll talk more about that when we come back from our next break. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The largest syndicated alternative health talk program has come to the Voice America Network. The Dr. Bob Martin Show is the program that will answer your health questions and help you to heal your own body of many different ailments. Each week, you'll hear the answers that Dr. Bob gives to his callers that help them to be their own doctor most of the time. We'll also discuss developments on the health care front and what you need to do to keep your body in top form. The Dr. Bob Martin Show airs Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Is your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. 
step-by-step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuzo to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. listening to Hidden Secrets to Health. To reach our show today, call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at christinacole.com. Now back to Hidden Secrets to Health. Welcome back to Hidden Secrets to Health. I'm your host, Christina Cole, Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Practitioner and Certified Health Coach. And today we are speaking with Jolene Lemke. She is a life coach and she also works with people who have diastasis recti. This is something that I suffer from. And so we've just been talking about um, what it is, how you know if you have it, some of the emotional tolls that it takes on you. Um, when you don't know what's going on, or even when you do know what's going on and the, and the limited resources and recourse you have in correcting um, this ab separation. And I think one of the biggest things is sort of the emotional toll. And um, if it's never happened to you, you might not quite get the gravity of being asked if you're pregnant when you're not. It's just... Um, <sighs> especially if you've been pregnant and you've been working, it goes two ways. One, if you want to get pregnant and you're not, and someone asks you that, it's horrible. And if you um, are post-pregnancy and you've been working really hard to sort of get rid of that mummy tummy and you get asked that. Um, so those are, you know, that's really fairly crushing to one's ego. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, not that the ego shouldn't shouldn't get a little shove once in a while, but um, it is really challenging. And when you find yourself in a situation where you um, you have small children and you are have a marriage and you're trying to juggle those things and you're trying to sort of get your own identity back and get your body back, um, it's pretty it's it's pretty um, devastating. It sets you back. When um, kind of get a, you get accused of of being pregnant when you're not, it's wonderful when you are. You're like, yes, yay! But <laughs> I say, do do I look like I have that pregnancy glow? No, right? Yeah, <laughs> and then I go throw the outfit away. <laughs> right, exactly. And I know for me, I um, my wardrobe after while I had diastasis recti was uh, a lot of um, A-line tops or I would buy um, shirts that were too big and shirts that were long. And I, it certainly did not, it did not help what I was, it didn't help anything. It really didn't. I didn't look any less pregnant, but to me, I felt like I was covering it up. 
And when I w would put something on that was like form fitting, well, there's my little bump. So then it was like, I felt like that was like a beacon for somebody to ask. I was like trying to hide. Yeah. You, I you was trying to hide. Because you don't want the attention of people saying that, asking if you're pregnant. Because there isn't, there's no way to respond to that when you're not. It yeah. Just, it makes you feel awkward. Your self-esteem, everything just is affected by it. Yeah, I was, I was at a point where I, I remember saying to my husband, I'm like, you know what? I should just get fat. <laughs> if, I'm fat if I'm fat all over. And no one will ask you if I'm ask. <laughs> That no one will ask because they'll just be like, wow, Christina really got fat. <laughs> I found that it was great to just shop in the maternity section, even though I wasn't. Because a yeah, lot I did too. Comfortable and they, you know, hid the form, you know, a little bit. Yes. Yeah, no, I did too. I, I wore my pregnancy jeans. Yeah. Well past, well, well past. Pregnancy. just don't fit when you have diastasis recti. They, you know, you end up having a load in your butt and no yeah. woman wants a saggy butt. Or the muffin top. Right? Yes, or the muffin top. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so one of the things I'd like to share with, with our audience is really uh, the support that you provide. And so how would our um, guests find you and, and be able to join uh, either a program or a group or, or what do you have to offer? Um, so I have a website up and running and you can find me at jolenelemke.com. Um, Jolene is spelled with J-O-E-L-E-N-E, -E -E. little different. Uh, that is one way to find me and you can actually fill out a contact um, on the website, and I will get back to you. I have a Facebook uh, business page also, which is joyfulpurposelife.coach. Uh, and I'm getting ready to actually open my own uh, diastasis recti group on Facebook to support women. And it will probably be something like an honest approach to recovering from diastasis because. I, I really am about being honest with people. And I've noticed that in my journey, a lot of programs and a lot of uh, groups were not honest. They either wanted completely natural ways and they didn't want to even tell you about surgery or it was only surgery that can fix you and they didn't want to even discuss the natural ways. Uh, I do have a program that I have worked really hard in completing it is 12 sessions. It will carry us through a three-month program of me supporting you emotionally with also exercises um, that provided by videos to you. Awesome. Um, also, Skype, phone call, text message, emails, ways to communicate um, as we go through the program. And you will see a difference within three months. And that way... At the end of three months, you can really begin to decide what is going to be best for you, for your family, for your body. But um, we also cover a little bit of meals and health wise is that way too, if that's something that someone's interested in. Awesome. And yeah, so. And then you have, um, besides diastasis recta, you are a life coach, right? And so um, maybe our audience needs to learn a little bit about what is a life coach and what do you provide your clients as a life coach? 
Uh, so life coach is different than like a counselor or someone that you go and talk to. We're not going to give you a lot of, um, we're not just going to listen to you. I'm going to listen to you and what you have to say. But then the feedback I give typically is questions mm -hmm. that are going to help you decide what is best for you. I'm not going to just tell you this is the best solution. This is what I know, like a counselor would. Because as a life coach, we believe that our clients know already what's best for them. Mm -hmm. They just need support and encouragement. And sometimes they need those questions to help pull out what really is going to work for them. Um, with the diastasis, yes, I do support with videos and exercises because my clients do that. Yeah, they, they do need that part of it. Yeah. Um, but there still is those questions like, how is this exercise working? What did you feel when you did that exercise? And then when we get to the point of maybe they do need surgery, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to ask the questions that go through so they can make a clear, you know, decision that is not just based on their emotional state or how they're feeling, but what really is going on you know, with this problem. And um, as a life coach, I'm not just going to do diastasis. I am just a life coach for women because I love working with women. I love helping women. And I want to see women not just be surviving their life. Mm -hmm. I believe that we need to thrive as women. And that thriving process means that our health, and our physical being is well taken care of. Our emotional well-being is taken care of. So I coach women that um, need a self-esteem, confidence, uh, that deal with wanting to just discover their purpose, their value. One of my slogans is I help women discover their smile so then they can share it with the world. I like that. And yeah. That's what we're designed to do. Yeah. I think, uh, um, you know, one of the conversations that I, that I have with my own clients is, is that self-care topic and pouring from an empty vessel. And I think um, at this time in our society, we women have so many more options and so much more freedom. And at the same time, we still have a whole lot on our plates, right? So we're the caregivers. Um, you know, I see in my own circle, a lot more people um, where maybe the husband is the primary cook and the, and the wife is, is doing other things, but there's still a large segment that, that the women are kind of doing those traditional quote unquote, traditional women's work, right? They're doing the laundry, they're doing the, the grocery shopping, they're doing the um, making of the meals and the meal planning. And then they're also going and working a job and then they're trying to be present for both their marriage and their children. And, um, they're leaving themselves and their personal care uh, at the bottom of the pile. Yeah, and that's never... not the way it's supposed to be. And mm -hmm. I actually have some really good communication tools and exercises to help women learn how to communicate their needs in a way that's going to be one received, but also in a way that makes it to where they're not putting themselves last because that's not what we're designed to be. We're designed to be our own individual person and our needs do need to be met as well. As right. Our, it's that, right. It's that pouring from an empty vessel and yeah. eventually you will run out that, that if you're not refilling your bucket, 
it's you're going to tap out and 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 typically that ends up being a health crisis because you you've run yourself ragged and you you're really tapped out and and typically those are the people that I end up seeing those are my clients because they've already they've they've run themselves ragged they they have not refilled their bucket they've been trying to take care of everyone else and everything else and then um they start with the symptoms and they go and they take the Western route and um, end up on either pharmaceuticals or having surgery or they throw every supplement that every person has, has recommended at the issue and they're still not well, right? They're still not feeling any better. And so that's when I kind of help you unravel where, where are your healing opportunities? And I think um, an emotion, the emotional side, the spiritual side, the altruistic side is super important. And one of the things that I say in my head to myself, and, and I recommend the rest of you do too, is I was sitting at a, t- at a table of interesting people. What do I have to contribute to the conversation? And if I'm spending all of my time momming, and laundering and um, and not filling my own bucket. What who, does somebody really want to talk to me about dirty diapers or how much laundry I had to do or um, what my kids are doing? Right, like oh my kids, like you know there are a lot of people who don't care what my kids are doing. Certainly not as much as I care. <laughs> yeah. And so what do I have? What what's my conversation? point what is my passion what is my contribution and I I commend you because I think you help people find that and um and it's a real gift and it's something that I think we should all be giving to ourselves it's fun it's enjoyable I mean discovering who you are and then celebrating your uniqueness there's only one of you and that one of you does need to be shared with the world it needs to be shared with your family. It needs to be shared with your coworkers, your your little community, because yeah. you have so much to offer. Jolene, thank you so much for joining me today. I've had an absolutely wonderful time talking with you. I've learned so much. I really hope that your message spreads like wildfire and people know what what diastasis recti is, um, the importance of life coaching and how important it is to listen to ourselves. It's sort of my underlying theme in hidden services of health is listening to your intuition, reconnecting to your body and listening to the messages that um, your heart is sending to you, right? So it's sending it to you in a variety of different ways. So thank you so much. Well, thank you very much. I enjoyed it as well. This is great. Awesome. Okay, until next time, thank you for joining us on Hidden Secrets to Health. Thank you for tuning in to Hidden Secrets to Health. Please join host Christina Cole for another edition of the show next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until next week, keep an eye on your good health.